Welcome to Pastor's Class, a Bible study program brought to you by Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church. We pray this podcast will help enrich and strengthen your walk with Jesus Christ, and that it will lead you to read and study the scriptures more often. For more information about Tim Say Ministries and Crossover Church, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. sword, even if it doesn't look like this. Amen. 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 Because for real, for real, you shouldn't leave home without it. And I'm not talking American Express. I'm talking you really should not leave home without this. Amen. Because you never know where you're going to need it. And this is your sword. This is what you fight with. Somebody say amen. Amen. Last week, our, our key script, and, and let me just give like a, a, it's not a disclaimer, but let me just say, um, in my outline, I kept trying to follow the outline, Kim. I kept trying to follow it. I, I promise you, I kept trying to follow it. <laughs> and it kept taking me back into some things that we went through last week. So I'm thinking that the Holy Spirit really wants y'all to know that. Because if I repeat it, if it's something that I've already said, that's okay. But it's something that obviously he wants you to hear again. Amen? So our key scripture from last, well, let's talk about a call to worship, part two. Amen? Worshiping God's way, part two. And our key scripture last week was taken from John 4 and 23, right? So is it up there? Okay, so can we read it together? But the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God's those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay, so, so let's just do a recap on that. And I want y'all to talk back to me. Can, can you do that? Okay, can you do that? Okay, good. All right. So if we have false worship, that means we have, come on, talk to me. We have true worship. And anytime we choose, because I'm only talking, I'm only recapping what we went over last week. So if you don't know, you can take notes. But those of you that were here last week, anytime we choose, because we were made in his image and we have free will, right? Okay, so if we choose to worship God out of any place other than our spirit man, which is carnal and which is flesh, then we might find ourselves worshiping out of our five what? Our five senses. And our five senses we we discovered last week, that is performance-based what kind of worship? That was a trick question. Okay, that was, okay. Okay, that is performance-based worship. And that means that we find ourselves susceptible to embracing mixture and what? Who said it? Compromise. Mixture and compromise. And then we find ourselves being controlled and, 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 and we let things come into our spirits and into our systems and we become desensitized. And that means uh, less sensitive to thereby making us unable to discern the truth from the lies. Amen? Okay, which means that I can't tell 
the difference, which means that now I'm a double-minded woman. And I'm in conflict, and, and, and there's, there's mixture, and there's compromise, so now I'm deceived because I can't tell the truth. Because I'm the gatekeeper, so I was supposed to watch, and remember we, we talked about blurred lines, y'all know, come on, yeah. And we talked about scandal and, and empire, right? And we talked about if you allow yourself, because it's, it, you're the gatekeeper, if you allow yourself to continuously watch something that is against that word, that constitution, you become desensitized and less sensitive to what that word says, and then you're conflicted because you don't know the truth. But you're the gatekeeper, and the more you watch it, the more you watch it, the more you hear it, the more you eat it, the more you drink it, the more you do it, the more you can't tell the difference. Okay, I'm not talking about our government. Yes, I am, no, I'm not. Yes, I am, no, I'm not. Yes, I am. And can I tell you, we operate from a higher government. We operate, so everything, this is our constitution. This is where we get our directives. So we have to follow this, even though it costs us something. Y'all not ready to hear that. But we also said, too, those that live godly in Christ will suffer what? Persecution. Oh, y'all don't know that scripture. Um, let me say it again. Those of us that, those of us, those of us that live, not, not pass through, but those of us that live godly in Christ will suffer persecution. That's a promise. Now, how, we can say that's jacked up, but that is the word of God. That's truth. This week, we're going to come from the scripture, um, Romans 12 and 1, and we do know that scripture. That's our key scripture for tonight, but I want us to read that together as well. Romans 12 and 1, and just, let's just read the whole thing. And yes, Pastor, I'm sorry, but I'm coming from the New Living Translation. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. <laughs> but it says, and read it with me, so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your because of all he has done for you. And let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind. Who stop? The, the kind who? Will find what? So if you have acceptable worship, that means you have what? Unacceptable worship. Okay, let's keep going. And perfect. And so, in other words, this is Paul talking to the Romans, and he's going, brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm urging you, I'm pleading with y'all, come on, you've got, you got to give or submit your bodies. Now, when he says some, your bodies in this particular context, he's talking about the totality of all that you are. All of you. I give myself away. I mean, all of you, your spirit, your soul, your body, all of you, from your heart, from your heart. You cannot worship God if you're not worshiping from your heart. That is defiled worship. If you're not worshiping from your heart, that means that, and it doesn't count. And that's the kind of worship we said last week, you barely make it through, but your, your worship will be burned up. 
And so it says here, submit your bodies or all that you are to God because of all that he's done for you. How many of you know that God is really good to you? Yes, yes he is. And let them, and I'm talk, talking about all of you, all that you are, and let them be a living and a holy sacrifice. In other words, an offering, the kind that God will find acceptable, that he will find, not that you think should be, the way that he, in other words, God has standards. And you might want to do it like this, but you ain't God. He says you got to do it like this. And that in here lies the problem. Because we want to do it our way. You know, we talked about this last week. We talked about worshiping from our five senses, which means that it's all about who? It's about me. How I feel, how I think, what I need, what I, I me, I. And how many we know some, some, some spiritual being got kicked out of heaven because of that? Who was that? I want to. I want to. I want to. I. But that's how we look to God sometimes. It's all about me. It's all, and when you worship out of your five senses, that's ex, it's performance-based. It is all about you. It is all about you. And then it says, um, the kind that he finds acceptable, and, and it says that this is truly the way that God wants you to worship him. In other words, he's telling you right now. He's telling you how to worship him. He's giving you a directive. And then it goes on to say, and don't copy. Right there, that's a directive. Don't do it. Don't. Don't do it. Don't copy. Don't, don't, be, uh, don't be conformed. Don't comply with. Don't go along with. And when, when I'm reading stuff like this, I always have to insert myself in there just because so it can go into my spirit a little deeper, make it personal. And so I'll be like, Kim Jordan, don't copy that behavior or the customs of this world. In other words, don't copy the actions or the practices that they're doing out there, that they find acceptable, don't do it, because you come from a higher order. Don't do it. And then, then it says, of this world, but let God, check this out, y'all, let God transform you. If you could have done it, you would have done it by, by yourself by now, don't you think? Can I tell you, this faith walk is no joke, and we need each other to encourage each other. Because it might be a day where I'm just having just a bad day. <laughs> a bad day. Praise the Lord. Okay. That's right. Is it going to help me if, if you pull me down even more than where I am? Christian church people. Religious people, critical people, people with critical spirits, judgmental church people. We have to help each other every day because this, is, this walk is a journey. It's a journey and I might be doing good and all of a sudden, you know, I need somebody to help me to get over here. I need somebody else to help. And then you're going to need somebody because you ain't that great either. <laughs> no, and I'm not trying to be funny. The Bible says we've all had, we all have sinned. Yes. And we all fall short. Yes. And it has nothing to do with titles or anything. We have a sin nature. Right. 
And so we have to help each other. We have to encourage each other. And that's why Paul is saying here, he said, he says, but let God, let the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, which is inside of you, let him form you into a new person by changing the way you think. But check this out. Your thinking comes from your thought life. Your thought life comes from your mind. Your mind is a part of your soul. You are part of a what kind of being? A tripart being. Exactly. So let's all just say uh, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heart and heaven, how be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Okay, that's not the one I wanted. Okay, let's do the 23rd Psalm. <laughs> okay, but that was good though. That was good. Because that lets me know. Y'all know. Okay. Okay, that ain't the one. Let's do the 23rd song. Okay. Okay. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me to the still waters. He restores my soul. Stop. Why would your soul need to be restored if it wasn't broken? Re means to take it back to its original position. Why would your soul need to be restored if it's not broken? That means that, and so that's what it says here, by the way you think, which is why every day, I, and, and this is the part that, that he kept speaking to me about, and it's not just you, it's like everything that, that I'm doing right now, it's like pointing to this word. Because worship really means worship. What is God worth to you? What is he worth? What kind of priority do you give him? I mean, you can't, you can't fight if you don't know what the weaponry is. You can't fight if you don't know what his voice sounds like. You can't even listen to your commanding officer. You can't fight when you don't spend time, when you don't pray. And I understand because, it, I mean, it took me a while to really get get a handle on prayer. And I'm not talking about praying out here in front of people. And stop thinking, stop worrying about what people think about when you pray in, you know, especially newer Christians, just pray. Just talk to God. Just talk to him. Don't worry about what any, because you know what, all that other stuff is un, it's defiled worship. People that are praying because they want you to hear what they sound like, that's what the Pharisees do. That's what the religious people do. What he wants you to do is from your heart. Worship is a matter of the heart. And so when you're praying or when you're doing whatever, you have to figure out a time. And if you don't hear anything else I say tonight, you have to figure out a time when you can put some time every day in the Word. You got to carve it out in the morning. If you're not a morning person, do it on your lunch. I don't know. You know. But you've got to figure out a time to, find, to, to read this word so that his spirit can talk to your spirit. So you can hear what he wants to say. I remember, um, I did, when, when I really came to Christ for real, for real, I did, I mean, because I came to Christ about 40 times or whatever. <laughs> but when I came to him for real, for real, and I can't, because I, I, 
I gave my life to Christ for real over in Europe. But when I came back, because of my five senses, I kept looking at how other people were praying, and I got intimidated and didn't want to pray in public because they, they were getting down like Mr. Ron, like anybody on this front row, everybody, everybody on this front row, all over here, all these people. I mean, they just, just going in. I was like, I know, right, right, right? But it wasn't until I began to sit with the Holy Spirit and he began to like, like just shut me down. Like, that's not what this is. This is this, me and you. And, and when you talk, you talk to me. And, and I know I was stumbling and stuttering and falling over my words all, for like years. But I can tell you one thing, that was not defiled worship. It was not defiled worship because it wasn't me trying to sound good in front of anybody else. It was just me, Lord, and, and God, I didn't even know who I was praying to. I, no, seriously, I was praying to all of them because I didn't know. And that's why this next part talks about how we have to be taught. We have to be taught from pastor, from, from leaders, from, you can be taught by a two-year-old. If you're open to what the Spirit is saying. And so it says, then you will learn. In other words, you got to be trained. Then you will learn how to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Now, let me tell you, we cannot afford to just be haphazard and flip it in the way we approach our worship to God, because there are consequences. I mean, from uh, Cain, Cain gave bad, bad worship. He got kicked. Samuel, 2 Samuel 6, 1 through 7. And this, this story tells how David, David, and, and you know, I, I, I know he was excited because he was the king now, and he was trying to bring Mona the... Uh, the, uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant, he's trying to bring it, Stacy, bring it back to Jerusalem. And so they had put it on a cart. Eh, wrong answer. That was wrong already. Because God has standards. So you have to do things his way in order for it to be acceptable. You may not like it, but it's not about you. Because the kingdom is about who? No, the kingdom is about who? The king. The kingdom is about the king. Everything down here is about us, but the kingdom of God is about the king. And so David had put it, you know, hired some guys, and first of all, it was supposed to be the Levites, and they were supposed to have some poles that went through these little rings and the little rings, and they were supposed to carry it on their shoulders, and, and they were that's what they were supposed to do. That was what the law said. But, you know, I'm sure David was just really hyped up and he was just trying to get, he was so happy because they were dancing and, you know, doing everything. They were there. And what's this guy's name? Um, Abinadab. Nice guy. You know, he was trying to, because it was on a cart. 
So imagine we're in Israel, you know, the rocky roads. He was trying to stop the ark, and the ark symbolized the presence of God. So he was trying to, because it started teetering, and so he was trying to stop it from, like, actually falling over. And when he touched it, God killed him. God killed him. And, and so you say, well, Kim, why would God do, why would he be so extreme about somebody who was trying to do a good deed or something like that? Because God's ways are not our ways. His standards are not our standards. And, and, and if we go to Numbers 4 and 15, that's where we see that God clearly warned and instructed his people, but they are not to touch the holy things or they will die. Proverbs 14 and 12 says this, there is a way that appears right, that appears, in other words, it seems, in other words, it, it, it comes across looking right, but, but in the end, it leads to death. In other words, there are consequences for approaching God with unacceptable worship. And I know a lot of times, we, you know, we, it's interesting because we, we hit on it, Minister Wendy probably hit on it a lot more than I did, the plan was to talk about all the, you know, the raising of the hands and the bending of the, you know, and the proscenio and the kissing and, the, and, and just all that. And that's not where he led me back to. He led me back to defiled and unacceptable worship. Because I believe that we're living, living in this time where if you don't know how to worship God, you're in trouble. And if you're giving him and offering him defiled and, and unacceptable worship, then you're in trouble. And God, does, God loves you too much. He loves you too much to leave you where you are. He does not want, and that's what the scripture says is, it says don't be conformed, don't look like, don't comply with them, don't look like them. But if you give him defiled and unacceptable worship, that's exactly who you look like. You're following the culture. So, I believe many of us are missing this mark when it comes to worshiping God. I believe a lot of it is out of ignorance. You know, and, and uh, Proverbs 29 and 18 says, my people, they do perish for a lack of knowledge. But once again, worship is about matters of the heart and it's about worship. And can I tell you, God loves us so much that, and wants to have a relationship with us so bad that, that he paid dearly to have us restored back to him. In other words, it cost his son his life. In other words, Jesus had to pay for me to be able to hang out with God. He had to lose his life. So, I can, so now I can have a relationship with the king. Over time, and I know that this is, this is for many of us, we, we had to learn, and we're learning, and we're still learning, some of us, because we're all at different places in our faith walk, but over time, we, we've come to know the Father and the Holy Spirit, you know, and, 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 and Jesus. We've come to know him because we, we spend time with him. We do. Okay, I do. <laughs> I spend time with him because I want to know him. And, and, and I, I get in that word, and I don't get in that word because it's beneficial to anybody else but me. 
and, and the, it's like the more I know him, the more I want to know him. And the more I want to know about his character, and I want to know about his nature, and I want to know what he likes and what he doesn't like. I want to know, do y'all know that God has a sense of humor? Because he laughs at me all the time. I'll be like, Father, that is not funny, you know. But, but, he, <laughs> but he, I mean, he laughs. He does, he laughs, and you know, I, I want to know what he thinks is adorable. I want to know what he thinks is detestable. I want to know these things about him. And when you get to a certain spot, then you begin to, to worship God out of reverence, out of, out of just, out of just, 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 you're in awe, you're in wonder. Like, why? why? Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why would you do all that for us? Then I can break that, because I can talk about, man, why would you, why would you, you're, the, you're God and this is your son. I mean, you, why? Why would you do that for me? Because he loves me. And you know what? Sometimes that's still hard for me to, like, really wrap my head around. And that's the truth. You know, but, but he does. He does love me. And so... I find myself just worshiping him, not for, and I'm so grateful for what he does for us because, I mean, he just loves us. But I find myself just being in awe of him because he's good and he's out to do us good. And he wants, it's, the Bible says that it's the goodness of the Lord that brings men to repentance. Yeah. It's the goodness, and goodness and his mercy will follow us all the days of, of, of our lives. You know what? talking about worship because I do believe that everything that we do is a part of our worship. Everything that we do, not just when we come to church and we lift our hands. I'm talking about everything that you do. When you cut that person off, I should say, when I cut that person off, you know, driving the car, you know, and because you know they were wrong and they knew they were wrong. <laughs> I know, so now I'm going to be wrong <laughs> along with them. That, that, that's worship. That's your worship, because you do know. And I remember, like, I'm really, really, really into prophecy. And so when you look at the world and the way that things are going, and, and, and I was looking at the chip, the chips that a lot of the uh, companies are, and, and, and before I was just reading about them. See, now they're starting to implement them and making them mandatory. So we know that they're walking towards a certain place, right? Okay, so I'm not trying to scare nobody, you know. But you're looking at that, and then you're looking at what's going on with the, with the race, the, you know, the presidential race, and you're just looking at what's going on with the, um, with the, the, uh, the climate, and just everything. And I remember having this conversation with the father, and I was like, Father, but the, 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 the chip is here, but what about, and I'm going I'm to let you inside my brain for a second. That's why I said, if they show, I am the most jacked up person I know, and I am the most blessed person I know, because I am, but I'm still his child. So I was like thinking about, actually I was thinking about my mother, and I was thinking about people who we pray for their healings, but they haven't really quite gotten the healing yet. So I was thinking, because I was up inside my head, why? Because I was, I was operating out of my what? My five senses. And so... I was like, so what if 
what if they really start saying that this chip is mandatory, Father? You know, and, but see, I, I hear what you're saying, but what about those people that are not as aware, and they're Christians, and they're not as aware as other people are, and they're older, and they need their medication, and so what, what if, and it was just a what if, I said, what if the, the government, you know, regulates that they have to get this chip, and they don't know, and I was just going all up inside my head, and the Holy Spirit did me the same way he did me with the scandal thing, with the, with the empire thing. He just, Argh! And he said, Kim, I'm a good God. I'm a good God. He said, I have never not one time dispensed or dispatched an angel of fear. He said, because that's not from me. That's not from my kingdom. He said, now you have to stop. You, have, you personally, you have to stop. He said, I only want you to dispense my goodness. Amen. Only talk about my goodness. I was like, but he's like, only my goodness. Only my goodness. Only my goodness. He says, I, and, and, and he broke this thing down on me so bad. He said, I'm not the one sitting up in heaven, go, sitting on the edge of my seat going, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Oh, Lord. He said, I am the Lord. Yeah. I'm the one who sits high and I look low. I'm the one who, who puts people up and I break them down. I'm, that's who I am. I'm in control here. I've got the pilot's eye view. I know the east from the west. I know the beginning from the I am God. And he said, I'm the king. I know how to take care of my subjects. And I never one time, one time, he said, I will cause food to multiply. I, he said, I know what to do. He said, your job is to believe me and dispense my goodness because it's the goodness of the Lord that, that calls men back to repentance. Amen. The goodness. It's the goodness. So I had to repent. And how, how many of you know that repentance is a major part of your worship? Yes. Confession. Yes. And if you're not confessing about 379, 3 gazillion, billion, 479, <laughs> 80 million times a day, Something's wrong. Because we're always, is it just me? No. It's, the, it's the sin nature, and I'm not trying to make excuses. I just know, you know, like, and, and you feel like, God, we're so good. We're, we're, we're close. We, 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 we got this. You know, things that you've been working on, and you just feel like the Holy Spirit has just been really, and, you know, and somebody says something, and you're like, and you want to do like, and I, now I do this. Pastor D knows. I do like this. Because that's a part of my worship. And I have to worship from my spirit. Why? Because God is what? And those of us that worship him have to worship him from our spirit. And in his truth. And in his truth. So, let's go on. God, he had to tell me this. He, he said, Kim, let, let me just say this. I know you, you see me in a certain way, but he said, I, I got to tell you something. I'm not some sar narcissistic, insecure God with an inferiority complex, with some low self-esteem who needs to hear somebody tell me how good and great and wonderful I am every day. He said, that's not for me. I don't have to do that. I know who I am. 
He said, I know who I am. He said, but now check this out. This is, this is the stuff he just downloads into my spirit. He goes, but see, it's you. He said, when you begin to put me in my proper place, in my rightful position as your Lord and as your God and your Savior and your King and your Creator, he says, then you can begin to perceive or discern or recognize or understand who I really am. You know, you can see then my splendor and my majesty and my greatness and my power and my might, and then you can be convinced. I don't need convincing. You need to be convinced that I'm invincible, that I'm indestructible, I'm unconquerable, that you are a part of an unlimited, un, 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 ultimate power source, which is him. Thank you. He said, you are a part of, he said, I'm the king, and my kingdom is an unshakable, unstoppable kingdom, and you are worshiping the king, and he says, it's not about your ability, and it never has been about your ability, and never will be about your ability. He said, but when you put me where I belong, and you begin to worship me, and he said, it's not for, it's not for me, he says, but when you put me where I belong, he says, when you begin to say, oh, you are great and, and you are big and you are more than bigger than greater than all, all, any problem, any situation, anything I might be facing, anything, any mountain, any valley, if I can't even pay the five cents at the store. He said, I got you. I got you. So he says that, he says, worship. It's when you make me big, bigger than anything. When, when, you don't, you, when you make me so big, you can't even see me because that's how big I am. Amen. That is worship. When you begin to see him the way that he sees himself. And then he flips and he says, when you begin to see yourself the way that I see you, Because a lot of times we don't do that. Why? Because we're operating out of our five senses and we would rather look like the culture than the creator. And so the world is, and I'm saying, because this is where we are. And we talked last week about, about, um, about cowards. And Revelation says, and these people will not inherit the kingdom of God. And the first one on the list is the cowardly. When you say, well, what's so bad about that? Well, the cowardly are the ones that, that won't speak up when they're supposed to. Those, wait, hold it. They're in the same category with the murderers and the liars and the drunkards and the homosexuals. It's, 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 God has no hierarchy. But, but the, the, the scripture says these people won't inherit the cowardly. Don't you think that's like God is, that's not fair. God doesn't operate from our standards. He doesn't operate because he's God. He is, he is God. And when we begin to understand that this is the cool part about God, and this is why I'm one of the, one of the biggest reasons that I fell in love with him, I get to have knowing a relationship with the king. I, who am I? 
I get to have a relationship with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. He knows not my name. He knows everything about me. And he still loves me. If I told y'all a little bit, y'all drop me like a hot potato. Y'all would. But he loves me unconditionally. So when we worship from our spirits to his spirit, that's deep calling deep. You can't worship God. All that other stuff, that's the stuff that's going to get burned up. And I guarantee you, we've all given defiled worship. We've all given unacceptable worship. But the good news is, as long as we have today, we have fresh mercies that are new every morning. And the thing about God is, he doesn't remember. We remember those sins, but he doesn't remember. Mo, he doesn't remember them. And I'll be like, but you remember? He goes, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? So anybody, like, and I can't say that you or I will never render defiled worship again, but can we just get clean right now? I mean, can we just, like, like stand to our feet? This is a sign of worship because it's a sign of surrender. So if we're serious, why don't we just lift our hands? Come on, give them your worship right now. And I'm going to pray this, and I want you to repeat after me. Father, I commit all that I am, all that I have. I give myself away with my whole heart to you. I'm committing my soul, my spirit, my body. I'm committing my five senses. I will be the gatekeeper, and I will be careful to guide, to guard my eyes, to guard my ears, and guard my mouth, and my feet, and my nose. I declare and decree that I will not give you defiled, contaminated, unholy worship. But I will carefully and humbly, sincerely submit to you my best praise and my best worship, which will be acceptable to you. I love you. I need you. I can't do this without you. Holy Spirit, I cannot. Do this without you.
do all things through Christ who gives me the strength to do these things. So I submit to you my worship. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Pastor's Class. We hope you enjoyed this program. For more messages and Bible study teachings, please visit www.crossoverchurch.tv or give us a call at 301-927-5620. If you live in the D.C., Maryland, or Virginia area, come visit us at our home location, 5340 Baltimore Avenue, Hyattsville, Maryland, 20781. Pastors Class is a weekly Bible study that occurs Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. at our home location. We would love for you to join us. May God bless you and guide you as you continue to study to show thyself approved in the grace of Christ Jesus.